0: Hey, Gladiators! this is Marlena Gross-Taylor, and I have all my friends with me, because today we are live with the core warriors of EduGladiators as we talk about gearing up. And if you were in the chat today, wow, fantastic, fantastic sharing going on. I'm definitely gonna go back and uh, retweet and we will put up the archive as well through our friends that participate. But uh, today we're gonna talk with all the core warriors about how they have geared up. But first, let's have a quick roll call of the core warriors. So if you all could just share who you are and where and how you gladiate for students.
1: I'll go first. Uh, Good morning, everybody. I have to take off. Um, (laughs) Hi, I'm Colleen Skiles. I am a modern language and world cultures middle school teacher at Troy Middle School in um, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm also the president of um, the Missouri Council of Social Studies and a Google certified educator.
0: Awesome, Colleen. Derek, you want to go? Good morning, everybody. My name is Derek McCoy.
2: I'm a middle school principal. North Carolina, uh, fight hard every day to make our school a students student-centered uh, learning institute where our kids are empowered
0: to do their best. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Paul?
3: My name is Paul O'Neill. I'm an educational game changer from the state of New Jersey. I am a supervisor of special education and world languages, also the moderator of hashtag PLN365, which posts questions every day to help our industry reflect and find positivity in the profession that we all love.
0: Awesome. And hey, guys, if you're not following that PLN365, that's the hashtag, and they have a chat on Tuesday, you are missing out. So, got to share with that. Um, and then, last but certainly not least, but our latest core warrior, Dennis.
4: Dennis Griffin, also known as Batman to many of you out there. Uh, I am a principal in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I love advocating for students and making sure that they all have someone that's going to advocate for them and that they have someone that they know will believe in them.
0: Awesome. And hey, if you're joining in live with us today, you can use the live chat feature to put your questions in there and we will definitely recognize and ask those questions to the core warriors here. And, uh, and that way you can talk to them as well. So first off, first off, this whole chat is about gearing up how have you geared up just in general uh whoever would like to answer that how have you been gearing up this summer for the new school year
2: well uh i'll i if you don't mind i'll start off with a, a couple of things that i'm proud of our team has uh, our leadership team uh, this this week has embraced and dove into some uh, leadership Coaching and Development from the Mental uh, Leadership Support Group drive. Uh, Here we dove into our, uh, dove into what's really essential about our vision and mission. Um, we brought in, we also brought in three books uh, to this, to, to our professional development training. Uh, John Maxwell, uh, Leadership is the Cowards, and uh, went back to um, Michael Fullin as well, and there we went over some coaching strategies for teachers, coaching for change, uh, coaching for, for clarification, um, and then what it, what it, what our student centered and it really dove into what our student centered and a, a student powered learning environment. So uh, that was a that was a great week for us, and then we use that, we also use that time to plan for, for support strategies for our teachers in, in the next couple of weeks.
0: Awesome. Anyone else want to take a crack at that one? How have you been gearing up this summer?
3: Definitely. I'd like to take a shot at it. We've uh, really tried to focus on increasing our connectivity through phase two of our articulation plan, just by having deeper and more authentic conversations and asking those complex questions. We're looking to build, you know, gaps for our learners by increasing options for college-bound students. We have a college academy in our school district, which uh, is very exciting. It's the first in our state. We've also introduced new pathways for our career-bound students by offering broader elect- elective options and increased supports. We've also identified issues for our most struggling and reluctant learners by implementing some programs and supports that are going to help these students feel safer and more welcome in our schools, and it's going to be part of something that's very special. We also have teachers all over the county, state, and district that have taken professional development, and uh, they're excited to get back, and. Write some innovative curriculum that's going to connect with these kids on a deeper level.
0: That's awesome! And hey, I just see that Ryan Jackson has joined in today. Hey, Ryan.
5: Hey, friends. Sorry, I'm jumping a little late. Um, I had to look as good as you guys. Trust me, I was rough five minutes ago. So
0: <laughs> whatever, glad, fit leader.
5: <laughs> glad, glad to be here. Glad to be here. We are, um, you know, we're we're doing this this shift, and I'm I'm coining it from from culture to curriculum you know we spent the 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 previous year my first year at mount pleasant really just laying that foundation laying that culture and as america's first pre k through steam campus i'm getting hit up almost weekly for people to come tour so now I'm really emphasizing we've got a shift from culture to curriculum. What does STEAM pedagogy truly look like as a wall-to-wall campus, you know, as as young as 3 years old? But also, we're getting ready to go 1 to 1. July 31st, we issue a laptop to every high school 9 through 12 kid. So, it's about what does digital pedagogy really look like? What does the true 21st century classroom look like? So, I've been digging into Learning Transform. We put together a STEAM Dream Team which is a pre-K through 12 cohort model. So I brought 13 teachers from all three of our schools together, and we're starting to uh, starting to collaborate, starting to dig into some of that pedagogy. So it's it's at the early stages, but I'm very excited.
0: That's awesome. And you know, that kind of is a great segue to our first question that we asked today about um, what professional development activities have you done? So Ryan, you mentioned schools were contacting you to come out and receive PD to, to learn. Um, from your teachers and our in the district. So for the group, what summer PD activities have you been involved in, are uh, speaking at or just attending to learn? Um,
5: you know beyond beyond just the regular Twitter pro you know Twitter chats, uh dug into the book study with learning transformed and that included not only my my local admin team but several principals throughout the district and of course that's going to be more focused on our one-to-one implementation as as far as steam goes most of that has been my my contacts through through twitter um and i'm going to be transparent with you guys what what excites me but it's sort of a double-edged sword too is nobody necessarily has their head wrapped around this so what i've done is i'm leveraging my art director, a lady named Cindy Pride, and she has been curating just just articles, content, and then when we met with the team last week, the idea was, here, I'm going to lay these pieces in front of you, but then I want you guys to go out and collectively find these things on your own, bring them back. We sh- I shared how to set up a group list on Twitter so these guys can communicate with each other. You know, So my thing is trying to create the tool bag right now for my STEAM educators. But as far as going out and actually participating in professional development, I've led a couple of pieces. Vers- ver- ACT Vertical Alignment was big. We presented at the state um, last week on how to increase our pipeline, pushing down as early as three years old in terms of STEAM, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, ACT ACT pieces. So, sorry to be long-winded.
0: Oh no, that's awesome, that's awesome. Dennis, you look like you're about to say something. What have you done this summer?
4: Uh, I think there's a common theme that everybody's mentioned is that it goes back to the teams and this summer I had the ability to work with our district office and they brought all the schools leadership teams together working with also and we created our theory of action. We named ours the eye of the Puma. I shared that in our educator chat today where it actually resembles an eye and it's like keeping the main thing the main thing and also my leadership team. Just looking at where we're going, we did a book study, um, it's an older book, Results Now by Smoker, but it talks about all the essential pieces that we're actually looking to implement as far as literacy and writing goes within our school. And then going back to this building strong teams through the PLC process, i uh, had teams collaborate in book studies to really talk about it and not just read articles, because articles sometimes give you like the movie synopsis, whereas a short version of it. Whereas if you dig deeper and read the books, you're like, Oh, that's a very valuable piece that we were missing. So we're really looking forward to getting back. And at my school in particular, I have like the PBIS team coming together, planning on the summer on their own time. So it was really good to see the culture shift that everybody's so invested in where we're going with our mission and vision at our school.
0: That's fantastic, Dennis. Um, anyone else would like to share what they've been
1: doing? We like, the same theme last year we went from the biggest school the biggest middle school in the state of Missouri to two middle schools in the state of Missouri so last year a lot of our um, <clears throat> training and our professional development was just kind of that building the core and like separating out now what we've started doing and this is a common theme is the PLC we have had adaptive schools training this summer we've also then have sent um, Our PLC leadership team to go to the PLC different conferences and kind of start building that core again. Now that we have all created and settled into our teams. How can we then Start building it together. Last year was basically just kind of putting it all together. Now it's kind of making it stronger Um, Going with the one to one that um, Ryan said earlier, we went one-to-one last year. So we learned so much on the fly last year. Now we're taking everything that we learned and we're putting that, okay, this is what happened last year. What can we learn? How can we move forward? And how can we make it even better this year?
0: I love that. I love that. Can I, can I
2: ask a question? Sure. Uh, so <laughs> of, um, we, we've all done a lot of team building, uh, not team building. Team development, team training of this uh, summer. What has been a great reflective piece that um, your teams have engaged in to talk about the effectiveness of their training, and then to implement and then what strategies to implement those uh, things we've learned this summer?
0: Great question. And if you're watching live, please put your answer in the live chat. So uh, Derek was asking what reflection tool um, have you found very useful or what reflection process to capture what everybody has been doing and, and best practices over the summer is that right derek absolutely that's, that's exactly right yeah
5: yeah i'll i'll kick it off in terms of our book study you know uh eric scheninger's learning transform we've, we've just got a google doc that's live you know everybody chimes in um, we, we set a couple of chapters up per week and people just throw ideas, post questions, sharpen each other's saws, push back. Um, you know, there's even some mild conflict on there. It's 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 been real interesting. You know what this is going to look like going forward, but, but but using Google Docs for that has been big for us.
3: I'm gonna steal a page out of uh, Dr. Jackson's book. He does a great job of just living living the magic life and you know, puts a lot of videos up there of some of the great things that he has going on with his school district and and the school community. And that's a uh, that's uh, a goal of mine that i hope to bring to our school district this next year
0: i like that so not only just reflecting but showing like showing the action showing the changes that you your teachers your culture your district are ma- that they might be making hey can i can i can
5: i add something to that guys um because yeah. i, I want to give you some of the method to the madness all right if you guys haven't read if you guys haven't read contagious by jonah berger check it out it's a light read it's, it's really quick but it's super smart um And it's essentially kind of how things catch on how things go viral and you know there's this piece in there where jonah talks about the difference between liking something and sharing it right and in order to get someone to share you've got to tap into these active emotions that can be like awe or that can be anger frustration but if you really want your message to spread if you want people to push it you've got to tap into some kind of active emotion and a lot of times with those speaking directly into the camera, almost WWE you know, promo videos that I do, what I've noticed is it gets people to share it. it. It touches something within them that either ignites awe, wonder or frustration or who is this guy, but it, it's pushing them to share that needle, man. So at least I'm, I'm, thank you for the affirmation this morning, but I wanted to give you some method behind that madness.
0: So that's contagious by one more time, Ryan.
5: That is Contagious by Jonah Berger, and I believe awesome. the subtitle is How Things Catch
0: On. Awesome, and again, if you're watching live, put what summer PD um, activities have you been involved in? Um, I know for me, I love using Boxer for book studies. I think that's great to, anything where we can hear voices, whether it's boxer or another measure, but um, we have some book camp PDs going on um, and a lot of those folks that are leading those um, outside of the district I'm in now, they use Voxer as that medium. And I am in love with Flipgrid, like in love with Flipgrid. Love it, love it, love it. So if you haven't caught on to the Flipgrid craze, you definitely want to check that out. Um, and as the Gladiators, we had our first one when we had our um, our tech our tech chat with Monica Burns and oh, such great sharing on that. So I love, 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 love Boxer and the Flipgrid. Anyone else
1: our to answer Derek's question? Principles, our principals started doing Flipgrid. Um, we do a lot of book studies throughout the summer, or anything like that. And at first our principals were like, Twitter this, Twitter that. And then Dr. Salvo found Flipgrid. And now instead of doing Twitter, we do Flipgrid book chats. And so she put up there, she's um, she started at the end of the school year and she was like, what made the end of the school year great? Like it was our first years in middle school. What was happening? What was going on? And it was like wildflower, like sorry, wildfire. And it just like totally caught on. And <laughs> Now, like that is a thing. And again, that's what you guys are talking about, is the voice. It's hearing someone's voice. And with Flipgrid, you can actually see their face too. And it's just really quick and really fast. I set up a Flipgrid for Missouri Council Social Studies for a little PD thing that we did with that. And that is like, yeah, um, that is like, that's my new jam right there. I kind of love it.
0: Yeah. So like we all have been doing really cool things, our staff, they've been doing really great things, our colleagues all summer long, right? So the second question in the chat that we asked today, I think, is is super important because our teachers go to these different conferences or connect with each other. They're all fired up. But question number two that we asked today is, how do we use that to help our students build new doorways in their learning? So who'd like a stab at that? What did you share today about that? How how do you, how are you going to encourage your teachers? How are you going to use what you learn? To help your students build new doorways in their learning.
3: I would say it's about the unconditional, building the unconditional faith for, for not only the students, but but for the staff, you know, and just finding ways for students to be able to connect with their learning and make sense of their world. I think also that power of can is important. You know, as a supervisor of special education, a lot of times we talk about or people talk about students that can't you know, so we've got to talk about what they can do and that everyone can looks differently. And also that power of yet, yeah, they may not be able to do it right now, but eventually they're going to get there if we believe. And
2: I think it's a commitment to modeling, um, our transformative, uh, our commitment to, uh, transforming schools and learning things. Um, it starts with, a, with our commitment to modeling the change process. If we want, to see, we wanna see, see a difference in how our teachers are leading their classrooms. Teachers have to see us making a change in how we lead our schools, how we lead our uh, faculty meetings, how we, how we design professional development, uh, our input, our, our whole input structure. Um, I, I may, we all have to be, we all have to uh, commit to being more collaborative instead of top down. Um, it's uh, turning faculty meetings into PD into PD tool showcases or, or just just modeling and sharing and, and contribution and really valuing the input in the room, you know. Um, so uh, just flattening the organization, just uh, instead of telling the faculty meetings, we need to be sharing and building. So it's, it starts with us committing to modeling and embracing
4: all those. <clears throat> That's true because the the experts are really among us. We have to stop looking for this silver bullet that's going to revolutionize everything like we are the experts and if we truly have a high level of trust where we can share our thoughts and opinions it's really going to motivate the entire culture of our school to be really geared towards student achievement. And if we're energetic and passionate about that. It's going to blossom, kind of similar to what Ryan was saying, like tapping that emotional intelligence of everyone that they can't help but be more positive and want to be engaged. But if we're not energetic and passionate about the changes that need to happen, why would somebody else be engaged? And that trickles down all the way down to our students and families. So we need to give the most positive energy and message that we absolutely can.
5: 100%. and I don't I don't want to I don't want to digress, but to build off of what both of you guys just said, I mean, this is really touching at the heart of, of what we're trying to do. Man, I, I'm big on I'm big on this the strengths finders approach, you know, tapping into our innate strengths, right? So, for instance, you know, going back to what Derek said, you know, modeling that kind of behavior. When I met with my staff this year, you know, I was quoting pieces out of uh, Simon Sinek's book, you know, start with why, and there's a piece in there that he has about you know, innovation happens at the edge. So with Mount Pleasant, man, we're we're pretty remote. I mean, we're we're 25 minutes outside of local, I mean, your nearest metropolitan area, right? So I literally took that approach with the staff and said, man, we are the edge. We are at the edge. And this is where innovation happens because we're at the edge. We are this remote outposts and you know social media and technology has leveraged the playing field we can catapult from here you know people will want to push in and come see us so so innovation happens at the edge literally we're at the edge and then back to what my man just said you know senate goes on to talk about it's the people on the front lines that are the most qualified so empowering these teachers with the risk taking a qual, you know with the risk-taking ability which back to what derek said starts with me man i'm willing to run through a wall first and show you man i'll take risks i'm willing to be vulnerable and put myself out here but teachers on the front lines you guys are the ones with the skill sets you know with, with the most time in front of kids that will get this thing figured out quicker than anybody else so you know, I think it's making them, making them, you know, feel like they have the autonomy, filling them with the purpose, and then constantly reminding them that the mastery, you know, that this is never gonna be perfect, man, that we gotta chip away at it, work at it every day, hone our craft, take risks, I'm in this fight with you, that's the
0: approach. I love that, and you know, Dennis, Derek, Ryan, one thing that, one thing that just uh, connected everything that you guys said is trust you have to have a level of trust in your building for um, for your teachers to take those risks. So, you know, question three that we asked today was about instructional leadership. So as for those, and we're all leaders, like you don't have to have a title of supervisor or director or principal to be a leader in your school and amongst your colleagues. So what, uh, question three asks, what leadership skills have you decided to focus on developing this summer and to sharpen your capacity as an instructional leader.
3: So I think one of the things that resonated for me this summer was transparent leadership. And I actually had one of our uh, Twitter edu heroes, Bethany Hill, she moderated PLN365 last week and she talked about the power of transparent leadership. And I think that's where it all begins is just to have that, that trust and that faith through consistency and transparent leadership being able to have difficult conversations and for teachers and staff to be able to lead the table and realize that it's not you it's not me it's we it's the power of we and as we as we go we grow so i can't wait to get back with my team and, and continue to build those bridges
5: and wow. Paul is speaking of, speaking of consistency man you've been killing that PLN365 man buddy. Yeah, Congrat- we were talking congrats. about that <laughs> Congrat- you, congratulations dude you you have been killing that man my wife loves it like it's it's a movement buddy. keep it up
3: thank you for me man i appreciate it
2: i um uh, yeah I, I gave my fanboy um uh, talk about three, PLN365 earlier i i, I, t- I told and <laughs> instead of introducing myself i should have said hey you're killing uh, PLN365 and then said my name right <laughs> right um one one thing, I I was in a, I was a classroom I was a math teacher and then I spent uh, two years as an instructional coach and it was there that uh, I really saw the the need and importance of being a coach rather than a manager rather you know you're gonna you're gonna get more out of people by coaching them instead of finger pointing and giving mandates and all this kind of stuff so uh, I was excited that our team was able to get some a really great coaching. Uh, strategies and tips this summer uh, during our talk. Um, One of the things that we have to embrace uh, in our, wherever we are as lead learners, you know, in our schools, in our departments, wherever we are at great levels, is that people are doing their best. Uh, One of our core understandings in our school is assume the best intent of the person beside you. So assume the best intent of your students, assume the best intent of the people that you're planning with. Everybody may not. You may you may see a cool um, uh, digital tool to get to 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 be able to embed into a practice, but somebody may not see that. They may not understand the tool, but that doesn't mean that they're not willing to try. They just uh, they just don't know about it. They don't know that that piece. So assume the best intent, and the way you get that out of people is by how you how you get that out of people. Your coaching skills, what you say and what you do. So that's that's a that's a piece that I I don't think we as educators devote enough time to uh, time to build up is coaching others, leading, facilitating talks. So um, that's a that's a that's a tool in that toolbox that, that I just don't think we can put enough attention
5: to. Let me let me chime in on that, Derek. You're you're spot on with me, man. Um, I felt like last year I spent again the entire year laying culture, man, truly invested in it. I took a Ron Clark approach, man, and just poured into my runners. You know, I had five or six folks that were ready to run, man. They wanted to grab this steam thing. They were excited about innovation. And man, I poured into them constantly. Now this year, I noticed, you know, when our when teachers first came back and I'm, and I'm laying it on thick with the shift from culture to curriculum, bigger, badder, bolder, motto, the whole nine yards, one to one. I noticed that there wasn't as much fear especially out of some of that late majority there was more of a willingness man i want to be a part of this how do i help you know how can i do it but those runners that I poured into last year, man, these folks started naming them to me, saying, I've already reached out to Natasha McFaul. I've already reached out to Armin Bechtrip, I've already reached out to Courtney Secrets about helping me with this. They're, they're telling me this. They're bringing this to me in sidebar conversations. And to me, it's just an affirmation to the process, man. When you presume positive intent, but you plug, you know, you you pour into those runners, those innate strengths that you have and leverage that power to help lead the rest of the staff. And going back to, to not you know, leaders are not just by title, man. I just wrote a blog, a fit leaders blog for all the librarians in Metro National Public School. They reached out to me and, and I and I had this simple line that started it about librarians being lighthouses. You know, they're these beacons of resources and hopes and, and leaders throughout the district. And then librarians were just hitting me up constantly saying, thank you, thank you for acknowledging our leadership. Man, you guys are leaders. It has absolutely nothing to do about the word principle. It has nothing to do about, you know, the two words central office. It is people willing to stand on the front lines, carry the torch, lead the charge. Those are the kind of people that we have to be pouring into while we presume positive intent for everyone.
3: If you think I like the- on, I like to add on to that too. I think Ryan's got a great point. The runners. You know, they're, they're definitely some of our strong people. But we've got to look to the middle of the pack also. We've got some folks that might not want to be up on the marquee just yet, but they're stars in their roles. And it's important for us to find those spots where they're able to be stars in their roles. Oh,
2: i was just going to say, the principal is the most important person in the school, um, give the principal three days off and give the classroom teacher three days off. <coughs> uh, see, see what chaos ensues then.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, and uh, Derek, you must have been a fly on the wall um, in one of our leadership uh, conver- a leadership conversation I was having within my district about um, you know making sure we pull our assistant principals and develop them as instructional leaders, and pulling them at one time out of the building and letting the principals lead. They can hold. They can hold down the fort and then pulling principals to make sure that they have their professional development and that's a priority. And so oftentimes we hear, oh, I can't be out of my building. I can't be out of my building. I can't be gone. If you if you set up things correctly, you can be gone. You can but be think, gone for a couple of hours.
4: But I think it's important that we allow, we empower so many other people to be leaders because what happens is we're not guaranteed to be in our positions forever anyway. So in the <laughs> sense that we leave, the mission should still continue when we're not there so if everything is predicated on one person being there we're in a lot of trouble so that's why this year i'm really looking to continue to empower teams to like help lead the mission and continue to pour into them but also let them know that with leadership comes conflict so don't think that it's always going to be a sunny day that there's going to be some conflict there's going to be some tough conversations but together we can work through it and we can accomplish our goals I love man
5: that. That, that, that's maybe one of the that's maybe one of the the hardest truths I sell to people that say they want to step into these uh, more official leadership roles in terms of title is if you are not willing or ready to embrace conflict, man lovers need not apply man I'm telling you it's a different yeah. game.
4: Well, it's an extremely different game. without conflict there really is no leadership. Because what are you ultimately changing if you're not in, engaged in some type of a conflict? And it's not, conflict isn't always a negative thing. Like, whenever we think about conflict, we think about this battle. It's not, it doesn't have to always be that way. Sometimes the conflict is gonna produce better results for our future, but if we don't have that trust to have those conversations, where do we go?
2: Without conflict, so, without conflict there is no growth, without a doubt. Yes, I, um, we have, uh, I mentioned earlier, our understandings in our school. We we have, uh, there are six understandings that we have. One of them is um, weigh in, then buy in. And it, it is just an understanding in our school that if you're in a small group, five or six people or 50 people, and, or you're talking about something, um, everybody must be heard, must be heard. And what they say has to be respected. And then you, you have to talk it out because, you uh, as you, uh, the one of the signs of a healthy organization is the ability to handle conflict, uh, the, the ability to, to to handle uh, a differing viewpoints. Once you work through it, what you get at the end is better. You know, it may not be what seven out of 20 people want, but what you get is better.
0: So, Colleen, what, what would you like to add to that?
1: Well, um, I know I, 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 I feel like I'm not I, I feel like the outsider in this group because I'm a teacher and I'm not a principal and I'm not in a leadership position. Um but I'm gonna That's not true Colleen. you are I'm gonna, I'm gonna emphasize that because I'm reading right now the book called Start Right Now. Yep. And I just started it. Um you probably saw me posted it on Facebook because like every single person who like is on my friend list is like quoted as giving it praise. Um And what I love, and I'm just in the first chapter of it, is that every time it says educator or teacher next to it, they put in parentheses leader. If they put education, they put leadership. If they put teacher, they put leader. And that kind of really like hit me because not only do we have the principals as leaders and the assistant principals as leaders and the PLC leaders, but as a classroom teacher, you are a leader of your students. Um, you are to lead them into their educational journey. Like, I really look at my class where I teach about global education, and um, I'm really starting to get into like a project and problem based learning. Is that I'm not seeing there and I'm not, my class isn't about delivering content. My class is about them exploring and I'm leading them on this exploration. So, <clears throat> that's something that's just been really singing out in my head listening to you guys talk is that like some we kind of get into this mode of, Titles and to be a leader you don't have a have to have a title along with it Um, Another thing I keep hearing you guys talk about that. I keep thinking about is um, I just like I said Keep coming back to this adaptive schools training that I took back in May And one thing they talk about is and I have it written on every single top of my paper of the notes I took it's be mindful be intentional and be attentive and so it's having that idea that everybody is there to do good everybody has the intention to do something great and um one thing that i brought up is that like we have to be mindful of the fact that our parents give us the best they have they don't leave the good ones in the closet and send us the worst ones um so we have to be mindful of that we have to be intent to Intentional of the way we frame things and the way that we talk we have to be attentive to everyone around us So bring that all the is what you guys say is that we have to assume the goodness in everybody and that everybody is trying their best and their hardest and I think that's the Center of being a good leader is that you have to Know that everybody's there to do good and not they're not there to sabotage you
0: I love that, Colleen. I absolutely love that And this entire conversation. You guys are amazing. Uh, And if you're watching live or you're watching the replay, I hope you have gained so many nuggets of truth out of this uh, conversation with our core warriors of um, really thinking about, thoughtfully, how you're getting ready for your kids and how you're helping your, what plans you have in place to help your teachers start off super strong, whenever school starts for you, because um, that's really important. Um, I see, you know, on, on Facebook, I will see some posts are on, so not so much Twitter, but Facebook, where they're like, ah, oh, gotta go back to school. And I'm like, yes, like I love when the kids come back. It's so boring when they're not there. And I would tell my kids that all the time. I would tell them all the time at the end of May, like, I'm gonna miss you guys so much. It's kind of creepy, first of all, with you not here, And then it's boring, you know, you're the life. You're the life and the fire of the school. And so um, I definitely try to remind uh, teachers and leaders that, you know what, the best time ever is when they're with us. We have the best job in the world because we get to make such a huge impact on so many lives, our kids' lives, our teachers, our support staff. We are the change agents. We are the ones bringing in this new era as EduGladiators. So thank you guys for joining uh, joining me today, Core Warriors. Y'all are amazing, amazing. Um, If you would really quickly just share how folks can get in touch with you, what's the best way to connect with you, follow you, Um, If they have more questions, they can reach out to you directly as well. Uh, If you guys could do that, that would be so awesome. And we'll start with Ryan, how can they, how can folks get in touch with you?
5: Hey, friends, you can reach me on Twitter at Ryan B. Jackson One. DM me with anything personal, attach me in pictures, videos, whatever you want to share. Man, I'm here to collaborate. I believe in that a rising tide lifts all boats, that many hands make light work. And collectively, you know, we will push this. We will push through this threshold of new age leadership. I'm excited about it. So at Ryan B. Jackson One, hit me on Twitter with anything you need.
0: All right, Paul
3: all right thanks marlena and thanks again for everybody who joined us today i can be reached on twitter as well at, at paul o'neill o-n-e-i-l-l can also be found at pln365 hashtag pln365 we offer a weekly chat but we also offer a question of the day and this uh this movement is building this group of just connected educators that's looking for positivity and looking for the opportunity to reflect every day I'm just thankful for the support that can be reached that way, and I look forward to connecting with new folks.
0: Austin awesome, Paul, Derek. Uh,
2: uh, on Twitter, I'm at McCoy Derek. On Voxer, hit me up on Voxer. It's McCoy Derek as well. Um, and uh, the my blog site is mccoyderek.com. Guys, you know, it's we're all better together than we are uh, than we are apart, without a doubt. And uh, you know, just to hit back on something Colleen said, uh, we got the, when we when we get out of the, out of looking for the title and start listening for the voice, then we don't win. Our kids win. So uh, that's what that's what has me proud about this group right here is that uh, we're
0: looking for how to make kids win. And that was a mic drop by Derek McCoy. Amazing, Dennis. How can people get in touch with you? Uh,
4: currently, the best way is on Twitter at D Four Griffin Three. I'm ex- trying to venture out into boxer and trying to get like like that. But at D Four Griffin Three is the best way. Uh, the way I look at it, nothing great was ever accomplished in isolation. In order for us to achieve greatness, we have to work with other people, and that's why I'm really excited about joining Edge Gladiators because it's us being connected to make a difference in the lives of the work of kids, and ultimately. I believe that we have the power to change the world and I'm
0: looking forward to continuing to do that work awesome I'll thank you be- Dennis and Colleen
1: hi um, so you guys can um, find me the best way is on Twitter at c at CSkiles 80 um, and then also the hashtag MSS chats for Missouri social studies and at most social studies So that's the best way to find me. I love expanding my connection. I love expanding my PLN. I keep thinking back the last day of school, my principal gave me the P is for pirate book and she went through and she highlighted um, the ones that fit and resonate with us. And mine was C connected um, because I love being a connected educator and I want to keep that going and make sure that she gives me the exact same feedback again because I love having that connection. And the only way I can learn is through you guys. And I think that learning through my PLN is the best way that I can learn.
0: Totally agree with that. Thank you so much, guys. And for those of you who are watching and you couldn't jot all of that down, you can also go to www.educladiators.com, click on Core Warriors, and you will have direct links to all of these awesome, awesome warriors in the arena each and every day for our kids right alongside with you. And you can connect